It's now time to learn about the story behind the runner with Owner of the Week. Nathan Carr, mate, uh, welcome to the show. How are you? Whereabouts are you today? Uh, just watching a horse, actually, Toby. <laughs> in, in the middle of getting one ready for tomorrow. So. Uh, you got a busy day at Yarra Valley tomorrow, actually. Yeah, got yeah, got three runners tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a busy day. It's uh, always, a, always a nice day at Yarra Glen, though. So, hopefully we can head there and get, a, get another winner. I think Tally Marcus won his, his first win, was there, I reckon, at about his third or fourth yeah. start from memory. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was his yeah, uh, yeah, third or fourth start. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so... Actually, have a had a bit of success at Yarragul in the last few years, so it'd be nice to go back again tomorrow and get another one. Well, I want to just wind it back a little bit earlier than Telly Marcus and go right back to a horse called Crazelberg. Was he real? And then uh, probably even before that, what what got you involved in harness racing first and foremost? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I grew up um, next door to uh, the Murphys in Dunstown, and I'm actually related to. David and Don and John and all those guys. So, um, yeah, as a kid, obviously, um, Don had um, Vanderport was a uh, Australian three-year-old of the year in 1984, I think it was, yeah. Um, he won uh, New South Wales Derby and Australian Derby. So I think he was in second in the Victorian Derby. Um, and then the following year, he was... Um, runner-up in the Inter-Dominion to Village Kids. So it was, um, you know, basically the whole town sort of got involved in harness racing from there. And, um, and then, you know, after that, sort of David David got more involved with the horses as he was a teenager. And then I used to follow him to the stables and just sort of went from there. David become, you know, a trainer and driver, um, going pretty successful. And I sort of just kept going over to the horses then and, um, yeah, eventually got me driver's license and worked for them for quite a long time. And uh, so, yeah, that's how, that's how I sort of got involved with it. So, so how old were you, the Vanderport era? I, I would have only thought you were only young, like seven, eight, nine, ten years of age, somewhere like that, age. Yeah, well, 19, 1985 into the minion, I was, yeah, seven. So. Seven. But you've got those memories and they're priceless memories from when you're so young, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I I can still vividly recall yeah. watching uh, ABC. Uh, it was on the ABC at the time. Yeah, yeah. Into Dominion final and uh, yeah, pretty much you know everyone in the town. You know, Dunstan, Bungaree, the Follies and yeah. Murphys, and pretty much everyone was related or friends in some way or another. And yeah, it just become um, one of those things where the horse, you know, the horse went pretty much everywhere around Australia. And he went to. Perth for the Golden Nugget and won that and you know people just that was their holiday they planned holidays around when the horse was going away and yeah um, you know the whole town got involved sort of thing. I, I'm not sure Tally Marcus will get quite that kind of reception over the next six months, but you never know, mate. Uh, now no, we're, we're building. <laughs> we're I don't building. think we're that that close, <laughs> but yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> now, Crazelberg was an interesting horse. It was trained by a um, a gentleman in Tarang and without a lot of success. But I'm not going to uh, lead you down that path. And he came to you. You owned him, and you were driving him. And I, I've got a funny feeling uh, you were probably training him basically from day one. And 
there was some. Re- he was he was a really good horse to you, obviously, and he won the Tontine series or at Tarang. The final was at Tarang, which must have been such a big thrill to win that race at at such a young age as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, um, the oh, the horse had had I don't know a dozen starts, maybe ten or a dozen starts before before I got him. And um, careful, he had a lot of troubles with feet and things like that. And yeah, um, it, you know, it took me a good twelve months to get him to the stage where he, you know, would could win a race. I think the first race he won was at Stall. Yeah, um, for me, and um, you know, I, I had you know lots of issues, but. I was obviously fortunate at the time that I was still working at David's and had a lot of um, nice horses to work with and around. And um, once we sorted out some issues with his feet and his gait and all that sort of thing, he he just got better and better as as the seasons went on. And um, you know, after that after that first initial win, he didn't win again for a while. And then yeah, um, and then I think the Tontine series come around and. He he won a race at Ballarat the week before he he'd worked with one of the horses at home that you know he he'd won an MO the week before and um, he just spanked him in track work and I thought well you know you've really improved now and so he aimed up at the Tontine which I think at the time was a you know it was back when the you know the series was divided into A and B groups and there was three heats and then there was quarterfinals, semifinals and the finals. So it was a big, it wasn't just the one race that it is now. It was actually a yeah. a big series. And um, yeah, he just got, I think he, he raced, I think it was every Thursday through the series. I think he raced four weeks in a row. And um, yeah, he just got better and better through the series. And yeah, to win, to win the final, and especially at Tarang when, you know, had so many of the friends and family there to see the horse win. That was yeah, pretty pretty special at the time. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. And I, at this point, you probably think this is pretty easy. This harness racing game. He goes on to win at Mooney Valley as well. He brought you your first Mooney Valley winner, I think. Yeah, yeah. As a trainer, yeah, he did. Um, he ended up. I think he won three races, three races at Mooney Valley, um, and then yeah, eventually um, it sort of got to the stage where he's. Um, we needed to move, on, move him on, and he, he raced a couple of times in claimers, and uh, eventually Glenn Douglas ended up claiming him, um, and um, he went there. I think he won a couple of races with him, and um, I'm not sure what happened after that, but yeah, I think he was just shy of just shy of a hundred thousand dollars earner by the time he finished with me. So yeah, I mean, as a young guy, I think he, you know we only got married, you know. Partway, you know, halfway through his career, so he he paid for a lot, a lot of what we <laughs> was, he was know, honeymoon he was, and wedding and all yeah. sorts of things at the time. So yeah, I was you know incredibly fortunate at the time to have a horse like him. So he wasn't one of the groomsmen or anything like that. What's that? He wasn't one of the groomsmen at the wedding. He probably was fitting well, to be no, there. No, <laughs> no, we sort of used him as the wedding car or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so harness racing's easy. You've just started out training. You've had this horse that's paid all these bills. His last win for you was in 05. Your next win was 2008 at Bacchus Marsh Picnics with Corbus. What happened in that period of time? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there was probably a time then that sort of not long after he finished, um, I, yeah, I, I ended up with probably finished up at um, working for Murphy's and I sort of went away from... I was still always involved with the horses, but 
Um, I didn't really have any of my own, and I went out and we'd started a business outside of yeah. horses. So I was doing that for quite a while, and I still had involvement in the horses. And then, uh, yeah, well, Karubis was he was a horse that was owned. Well, he was a, a group of group of owners. Um, Craig Knowles was probably the main guy in the horse. He was a guy that owned a horse called Sermo Chech. He won a Melton Plate when um, David had a. Um, I think at one stage she'd won nine of eleven or something like that yeah, after we yeah. got her. Um, so he and a group of mates sort of owned that horse. They bought him at the yearling sales, and um, he was sort of setting up his own little training sort of thing. And he wanted someone to show him the ropes a bit more. And so I got involved with him. And um, sort of not long after the Carubas sort of area, there's you know horses like Three Card Brag and Madman Comes Undone. Um, you know, those sort of nice sources. Are, uh, I think Madman comes with one and Arrowhead Cups and both horses, I think, went around in various big breed finals and breeders' crown finals at some stage. So, yeah, three. Um, you know, we're pretty lucky to have nice horses so, around me all the time, really. It's a three-card brag, won a Metro race as a two-year-old filly at her 14th start. It was her first win, actually. And there was another one, yeah. no, no better time, that Craig was involved in, mate, that was, I think it changed ownership. Craig wasn't in the ownership in those last couple of years before he passed, but obviously it was pretty yeah. special training that horse for him. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, there was sort of, uh, again, things sort of changed there again. And, um, yeah, he he was also, he had a few starts as a um, late, late three-year-old or late two-year-old, early three-year-old. And then he, he got a tendon injury and spent, you know, we spent quite a lot of time getting that tendon right, and he didn't race again until he was. I think it was the last month of his four-year-old season. Um, you know, and first up, he I think he ran a really good second first up at Charlton, and then he won his next start at Tarang. And yeah, again, he he was a great horse for me. Um, similar similar sort of horse to Telemachus. He just sort of gradually worked his way down the grades, and eventually he got to town and won an MO, which was great. And, um, so yeah, it was, yeah, like I say, I've always always been lucky enough to have a nice enough horse at some stage, but um, I've always only had, you know, a couple of my own at any one time. Uh, no, I'm not big numbers sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, it's more about quality than quantity, I guess. But you break you break a fair few in, don't you? Yeah. So yeah, I'll, yeah. Since um, yeah, I spent. So after um, I finished up the business that I was in and um, I spent one year out at Yabby Dan Farms just doing the breaking in for Pat out there, which was a good experience and yeah. obviously got to work with a lot of great horses and well-bred stock out there, which was really good. Um, but at the same time, we were, we were, we'd brought a property here at Smiles Creek and we were, the intention was to set that up and uh, have our own place and um, you know, break break in horses from here. So that's where we've been. We've been in now for five years. I think we've been in the house. So um, yeah, it's just gradually built each year. I've been very lucky with the people that I've had um, support me right off the bat with horses. And um, yeah, every year it just gets busier and busier. Unfortunately. Yeah, it certainly does. Now, tell me, Marcus, and you've touched on this, and there's been a number of these horses along the way, and. The Kraselberg was certainly one. They don't race through their classes, but they just seem to win 
slowly through their classes and then the penny drops with them or something. And certainly Kraselberg was one, three-card Bragg was one, no better time. Seemed like he was like that too. And now, tell him, Marcus, for whatever reason, he, he, this preparation, he's just gone to another level. Yeah, yeah, he has. And uh, I'm not sure whether that's um, by design or, or not. But um, And the same with the other horses. It's more probably... My my philosophy and the way I do it, I guess I'd like to give them the time, and um, yeah, it tends tends to happen for some reason that when they find form, they keep it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, for whatever reason, they um, yeah, when the horses are going good, they seem to go good for a while and get on a run and in race sort of in a row, which is what Telemachus has done now. So we, I was getting changed after trots fishing one night and. I think he'd just been in a 1,200-metre race or maybe they were coming up. And you mentioned to me they really will suit this horse. And he's, in his last sort of eight starts, he's had three runs in him and ran fourth, second and second and probably went well in him. But his other five starts over the normal distance, he's won them all. So I'm not sure if he's gone well in the 1,200s or terrible. Which way is it? Oh, no, I think I think that was, they were a good thing for him. And, um, yeah. you know, it was just the, the right time. Um right time and place, I guess, for him. It just suited, um, you know, the, the races were there where he was going to draw well. Obviously, he's got good gate speed. And yeah. They were they were reasonably quite good class races. I mean, the two horses that beat him in those, or not three horses, they were all good horses that, that beat him home. And um, I think they just sort of dragged dragged a bit out of him and they sort of brought him up to a new level. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, after those races, I was, you know, I was lucky enough um, to be able to use the claim, I think Decky Murphy drove him two starts in a row and won on him, and then uh, yeah, then obviously I've won on him. Yeah, Sean, I so yeah, Sean won on him prior to the twelve hundred races, and then yeah, Ballarat, um, and then and then he had yeah the two seconds in the twelve hundred races in town where he's you know he's really stiff in one of them, the first one that you only got beat a head or something. I actually protested and didn't get the protest, but. Um, I thought he was stiff not to win that one. And then, yeah, the second one, he ran second to Bolramski, who at the time was yeah. just low flying. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think it sort of dragged him up. And, you know, those fast times where you run flat out for 1,200 metres, it sort of just kicked him into another gear, I think. And then, you know, he he won really well at Hamilton where he had to sit outside. Didn't he? Sit outside the horse in fast time and toughed it out. And then, again... You know, he, he he's become a lot more adaptable um, in terms of being able to drive him. Like I, w- I wouldn't have said he's a great horse over a middle trip, but he, you know, his last two wins have been at the middle trip at Ballarat and then Sonata the other day, where he's you know worked early. Well, he worked early at Ballarat and then took the trail and and still finished off. And you know, that's the sort of thing that he wouldn't have done in previous times. Um, but just that, you know, the strength of going against those better horses and getting dragged up to a new level sort of thing is just toughened him up. And, um, yeah, hopefully he can keep getting better as he's going. Yeah, you had – oh, you didn't race from September to November, and I did see you are away there for a little while, and you're involved in the prostate cancer and did a wonderful job with your running through that month, mate, and some a significant amount of donations as well. You, you easily beat me, eh? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say it was easy, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> On the donations, yeah. Anyway. Well, the donations, yeah. I think there was. Um, I got a bit. I got a bit lucky. I think there was a couple of days where the 
um, they doubled doubled the money, and I sort of um, I, may, I may have guilt trips and family <laughs> family members into um, donating on that day. So I was, yeah, I was obviously very lucky the people that donate and very grateful for that. Um, obviously, it's a great cause, and um, you know we were like, HRV collectively, all the guys that did it, and um, you know we all did a great job, and you know obviously the the running that Kate did and the fundraising that she got out of it was, was enormous. And, um, yeah, but, uh, in terms of the running side of it, I, I may have got a little bit ambitious <laughs> jumping in there cause I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't start the month real well and I got a few runs in. I thought, no, nah, I'm starting to kick into gear. And then I, uh, had a bit, the old man's Achilles kicked in a bit and I didn't run for about five or six days and, um, I was fortunate that, yeah, we were going away to Port Douglas at the time for 10 days. So, yeah, most days I, I probably I probably ran ran or walked, you know, twice a day in Port Douglas, which was Got good for me up. as well. So, yeah. I I don't know but, if you heard Shane Gallagher on, on this show, mate, but it, it, it meant a lot to him. And you're taking him on tomorrow at Yarra Valley with Muslin. Have you got – who's your best chance tomorrow of the three? Um, oh, I think they're all good each way chances. I, I'm not overly confident with any of them in particular, but um, I was really happy with um, Plains in Heaven. I think he's a horse that um, he can sort of go to another level now. Um, just had a little niggling things with him along the way. Um, you know, he was he ran third as a three-year-old in the grand final, so he's always had good ability. He's a very fast horse, but he's not all hasn't always been. Uh, as genuine as I would have liked, but he just had little niggling things with feet and stuff along the way. But uh, I was really happy with his trial last week at Melton. Um, the only thing is, he is racing in a race tomorrow. Um, uh, yeah, tomorrow that um, he's sort of up in grade a little bit. But I, I wanted a good draw with him. Um, yeah. And I think if he's if he can you know find the fence and then take a sit on something, he's going to be awfully hard to beat in that race. And, um, you know, Nighthound Bay, everyone knows what what, um, what he is. Uh, you know, that's the sort of race for him. If he if he gets a good trip, he can win. If he yep. doesn't, he probably won't. Um, and the other one, Museway, his um, form looks awful, but nice. I'm expecting him to um, I'm expecting him to go a lot better tomorrow. He's had um, hasn't had the greatest preparation this time in, but he's just the last month. He's had a bit of a Attitude readjustment, you could say, um, and I reckon Gelded. you know he gets his. No, he's, oh. he's been gelded for a while, but oh. just um, that's what just, I thought you uh, <laughs> Just a few things with work and some gear and stuff was changed on him, and um, yeah, I think he's uh, gets a more suitable race tomorrow. You know, obviously two or three old mate over a shorter trip, um, and I'm I'll look to um, get forward on him tomorrow. I think he's. Um, he's a much better horse when he's in front, so I'll be looking to sort of get forward on him tomorrow. Hopefully, find the front, and um, he'll be a lot harder to beat. If he's in front, he'll, he's very hard to horse to beat. So hopefully, that's the case with him, and um, we can get the money at uh, reasonable odds. Hopefully, mate. Uh, Twenty minutes goes pretty quick. We've gone on a long rambling chat, but it's been great to hear your trot's journey and. Uh, all the way to Tally Marcus winning uh, at, in the St. Arnold Cup, and hopefully there's plenty more wins in store for you and some tomorrow. No worries. Thanks, Toby.